2.1, second, unloading job, cancel, OK, enter, sound. Oh, permit me, Major Strasser, Mademoiselle Land and Monsieur Laszlo. We have heard of you, Major. The Major asked, why did you remain after the regrettable shooting? We were here to meet someone, but he has not yet arrived. Elsa, I think perhaps we should leave now. It might be wiser, Monsieur. I do not think your friend will come. They just removed the body of Franz Lugard to the morgue. Franz Lugard? Your friend. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Captain, but the name uh, Franz Lugard means absolutely nothing to oh, me. Oh, come on, Monsieur. We know that you know him. Uh, this is enough for tonight. Tomorrow at 10, Monsieur Leslo, in the Captain's office, Miss Mademoiselle. We're not under your authority, Major. This is French soil. Captain, you know, is it your order that we come to your office? Uh, let us say it is my request. Uh, very well. At 10 o'clock in the morning. Good night. Sleep well, Major. And there was last month at the Spurvac convention of two months ago with Tommy Cook and Ron Gann and Terry Moore and Dale Hickman together at Spurvac. Ron, was that fun to do a radio show in front of a live audience? Oh, that was fabulous. It was fabulous. I, I don't know how I lucked into that deal. I really don't. It's Tommy, Tommy Cook. He, I think he gave Frank... Well, you were the best, Ron. He gave Frank the money or something because... <laughs> To get me in that show, I never had such a good time in my life. And I was never really a, a radio guy like Tommy. Yeah. I was more uh, television was, and, uh, yeah, and film. I, I, I wanted Ronnie with his fabulous voice. I wanted him to do the show. i, I got to tell you that Ronnie and I have had so many great times. Uh, his house uh, was always filled with uh, some of the, the most... Uh, enjoyable actors and producers and writers and and they came there because Ronnie would entertain and do stories and do his dialects and everything nobody could equal Ronnie uh, uh, when it came to uh, putting on a show so it was important for me and I wanted all of you to enjoy a few moments with Ronnie yeah well, really I, you know it's not like I just met Tommy Cook an hour and a half ago I've known Tommy Cook Sixty-five years. Yeah. I went to Tommy Cook's sixteenth uh, birthday party. And I got to tell you something. My birthday is on uh, July fifth. Yeah. And for so many years, the phone rang. Hello. Hey, hey, beep. It's Ron. Yeah. It's your birthday, kid. How are you? Yeah, Every the, year uh, he would call me, he would remember my birthday. So I, That's uh, right. And I told you I was at his 16th birthday party. I remember Margaret O'Brien was there. Yep. And uh, i tell you something, one of the great criers of <laughs> of her time, Maggie, uh, give me a cry. She was a great crier actress. She would cry. Give me a gusher, Maggie, the director would say. And she didn't even have to pull a hair out of her nose to get <laughs> she was the she was the greatest. But and even Tommy didn't tell you that we were roommates on two or three different occasions too. And every time he would move in with me, he'd bring his little toy furniture with him. <laughs> it looked like I said, "Whose furniture is that? Billy Barty's?" <laughs> he said, "He's bring this little furniture." 
looked like he was having uh, little children over. Uh, like uh, Mike. The good old, the good like, old days uh, up in Laurel but, Canyon. Uh, well, listen, no I children. guess we better, Frank and Walden, thanks for having us. We'll let you. Uh, and again, happy birthday, Tommy. Yeah. Thank you. So, you know, when. Uh, oh, and uh, poor uh, Michael uh, Jackson. That's too yeah. bad. Speaking of children. Huh? <laughs> you know when Michael Jackson. When, should I tell a story? Wait, what's the, what, huh? what's the, which is the story? Hold on. Sorry. You know when Michael Jackson's having a party? Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell the driveway me. is full of big wheels. Yeah. Go ahead. Wait a minute. You know when Michael Jackson is have, was having a party? Mm-hmm. You know how you could tell? Uh-oh. The driveway was full of big wheels. Oh, geez. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> all right. That's my <laughs> Okay. Uh, we'll let you take over. Oh, Thank you very much. All right, everybody. thanks. Nice talking to you all. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Tommy. Have good. Let's keep radio going. Have well, good health. Thank have you. Good and wealth. Thank you all. Right. Right. Thanks for including me. Uh, I had a terrific time. You bet. The Thank check you. is in the mail, right? <laughs> you bet. Uh, okay. Bye bye. And there was Ron Gant and uh, Tommy Cook. And you still with me, Frank? I guess Frank gone too. Okay, folks, that was uh, the Hudson House. A little different type of interview we just did tonight. And but Frank Brzee and Tommy Cook. Well, I think we're gonna go ahead and spend the next couple of hours really analyzing Tommy Cook's career. In 1972 to 1974, radio station KRLA had a weekly show uh, based upon old time radio. Uh, a lot of people think it's probably the best documentary they've ever done. And they would spend several weeks, sometimes up to five weeks, let's say, on Marvin Miller, uh, three weeks, Tommy Cook, analyzing the shows. And so the first hour, you're going to hear Tommy talk about the shows, you hear highlight the shows he was in. And then you're going to hear the time when he was the host, um, when he was 12. It said 10, but it's really he was 12 years old. In 1942, the FDR uh, birthday salute. So for the next two hours, we're going to hear shows and highlights and things featuring Tommy Cook. Here we go. Now listen to... Red Rider, America's famous fighting cowboy. Well, cheerio, I'd better be shoveling off. We now present Same Time, Same Station, a chronicle of broadcasting's first half century. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. Tonight, Tommy Cook remembers radio.
So it all starts about 1939. Unbelievable. 33 years. Good old radio. I still feel it's the finest medium in show business. At least the nicest people that I ever worked with were in radio. Okay. We will have another show here in Yesterday USA. Starring Tommy Cook.
Hi again, this is Marvin Miller. Yes, we're beaming another command performance your way. The next 30 minutes will be devoted to answering the many requests received from you addressed to Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles, USA. And in charge of running the show tonight is a gal that's an order filler and an eye filler as well, believe me. After seeing her latest picture, Any Number Can Play, the G.I.s voted her the gal they'd most like to be with. And here she is, Alexis Smith. Well, thank you, Marvin. Uh, did you see any number can play? Oh, I certainly did, you gorgeous thing. <laughs> and Alexis. Yes? I'm a hot number and I'm ready to play. <laughs> what do you say, huh? Sorry, Marv, I'm cooking. entertainers in America as requested by you, the servicemen and women of the United States Armed Forces throughout the world. Command performance presented this week and every week till it's over, over there. Okay, gang, this is Ben Carpenter telling you to hang on to your radio now. Here we go again with another international hayride. Main to answer your request that you sent in to Command Performance, Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles, USA. Introducing your master of ceremonies for this session is kind of a tough job because Valley's such a stranger to command performance. In fact, he hasn't been on the show since an hour before he left for the South Pacific. And while he was there, he played so many tropical islands, he can't read a script unless it's typed on a coconut. Anyway, he's just returned to the States, and I think a few of you might remember his name. It's Bob Hope. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Bob. That wasn't my scotch that fell out of the plane, Hope. <laughs> you know, while I 
was down in the South Pacific, I saw a lot of the stations, the Armed Forces Radio Service, the outfit that makes programs like this command performance possible. Yes, sir, the Army has transmitters all over the Pacific. You know what they are. And radio, a transmitter is a thing that covers a lot of important territory. We have the same thing in Hollywood, only we call it a sarong. <laughs> all the stations are run by soldiers, and of course that makes things different. They don't use chimes to start a program, they just rattle the dice and they're on the air. And put USA. The greatest entertainers in America is requested by you, the men and women in the United States Armed Forces throughout the world. Command Performance, presented this week and every week till you're home from the hospitals and back from over there. Well, hiya, gang. This is Harry Von Zell, all set to make with another 30-minute session of Command Performance. This package is loaded according to your letters, Care of Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles, USA. And here, with her eyes shut tight and wearing a gown that makes our eyes wide open, ready to reach in for the first musical request is your pilot for tonight, lovely Janet Blair. But not your when the wind is free. was arranged with the aid of the Hollywood Coordinating Committee. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education.
Twitter perfect. Dear Lord, bless this station, bless all the listeners, look after Padrina, everybody out there. Look after Patricia, all my friends. We are the Jesus Christ name. Amen. Your hosts have been Walden Hughes and Frank Brzee, who invite you to join them next time for the Friday Night Show. The preceding has been a presentation of the Yesterday USA Radio Network. Okay, let's go in the scene, and we'll load one be with you Saturday night, 4th July night. Hope you're all doing well, and we'll talk to you then. So, where are you, music? There we go. So may the good Lord Jesus Christ bless you. This is Yesterday USA. Party's over. It's time to call it a day. They've burst your pretty balloon and taken the moon away. It's time to watch. The masquerade Just make your mind up The piper must be paid The party's over The candles flicker and dim you danced and dreamed through the night It seemed to be right Just being with him Now you must wake up All dreams must end Take off your The party's over It's all over My friend Now you must wake up
Saturday night, 2009. Our country celebrated 233rd birthday today. I'm Wong Hughes. Hope you all are doing well. And just got home from across the street from our annual neighborhood block party. It's a big deal around here. So the next few hours, you will start hearing the fireworks going on around here. So, just let you know what you'll be hearing. Anyway, we got Dick Burdell and Ed Corcoran going to radio. Then, uh, an hour from now, the Radio Association of Colorado, the uh, show. Then, we got Fibber, Gildery, and Command Performance USA, our tribute for the country. That was the show that Armed Forces Radio did for the serviceman. Starting in 1942, went to 1949. So we'll play one of those. The rap will start off the evening later tonight with a couple next door. We're getting pretty close to the end of that series. So I only got four CDs left. So before we get going, let's say a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this wonderful country. Bless, <coughs> excuse me. Bless all the citizens and the people of the country. Bless this wonderful opportunity that we have. Look after Bill, Kim, and Beth. Look after the rest of the USA family and listeners. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right, folks. Okay. Here we go. We pop the CD over here, and let's hear what the boys got. 
Well, let's see here. That is the wrong one. Let's throw this CD down. Pop that one out. And you never know around here, do you? Let's see here. Okay, let's see. This might be something we could use. And... Okay, let's pop this one through. See what this is. Whiten it here. Leonard Lyons, the columnist. Might be going through a bunch of stuff. Yep. Okay, hey, nothing like live radio. Here on Yesterday USA, I'm Wong Hughes. Hope you're all doing well. We are going through my CD collection. Nothing like doing it live. Anyway, we're going to pop this through. Put these here. And, uh, let's see here. Ah! There we go. I bet this is it. That was looking the way my collection was being filled out. Okay. Let's pop this in and see what it is. Here we go. Your hit parade, starring Frank Sinatra. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Smile a while with Lorenzo Jones and his wife, Belle. Here's the Manhattan merry-go-round that brings you the bright side of life, that whirls you in music to all the big night spots of New York town. To hear the top songs of the week sung so clearly you can understand every word and sing them yourself. This is the golden age of radio. I'm Dick Bertell, and tonight we'll take you on another audio excursion back to radio's formative years. You'll hear the programs that made the era golden and meet people who made those broadcasts a reality. The Golden Age of Radio is brought to you by WTIC and Farmers and Mechanics Savings Bank and their Cromwell Savings Bank Division. Hometown friends, serving your best banking interests in every way. Now, here's your host, Dick Bertel. Good evening, and with me once again is radio historian collector Ed Corcoran. Well, Ed, who's our guest tonight? We have a gentleman who was an instructor at the Central Connecticut State College in the speech department and uh, really one of the great pioneers in early television and radio, Jim Maloney. Jim, it's good to have you with us here on the Golden Age of Radio. I, uh, I'm a little bit... Broadcasting from New York City, Jack Benny, with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and... A dancing program from the Paradise Restaurant. Now we'll be moving into uh, the radio... Historical Association Colorado, the monthly show coming up next year on Yesterday USA, the bottom of the hour. And we'll be uh, featuring them next. 
Well, tomorrow night, uh, we're going to start off with the Ray Breams interview starting at 7.30 West Coast time. Uh, we're done with Jack Benny and Phil Harris for the summer. And I've gotten requests, when will I ever rerun some of those Ray Bream interviews that used to be heard? So those of you who enjoyed interviews of the radio personalities and music and things, tune in starting at uh, 7.30. We'll run an hour or so, then caught the mic. Uh, Dr. Michael Beal, and then we'll find out what we'll do. We'll play some radio shows, of course, from reps, and, and we'll sneak in some stuff. But we'll start that tomorrow night, everybody, here on Yesterday USA. And it's 8.28 here on the West Coast. Happy 4th of July. Hope you're all doing well. And uh, looking ahead, next week, next Friday, Frank Z and I will be celebrating, celebrating the birth of a Harry Von Zell. The famous announcer who best remember, I guess, for Burns and Allen and the Hubert Heaver Blooper. Uh, that will be in there. I think we'll feature some think, stuff for Kim Murray. And who had the blackout discovery of Marie Wilson, who best remember is my friend Irma. Well, that is Irma. Looking ahead down the road, uh, Jack Armstrong will be celebrating 76 years on radio. July 31. Frank Brzee will be celebrating 60 years during the golden days of radio. And we'll do that on a special Wednesday night broadcast on August 5th, year 2009, at 7.30 West Coast time. So tune in and listen to Frank Brzee live, and he's giving me some material that I'd never heard before. Stuff with Joan Crawford and Ronald Reagan, stuff he was there for. So it'll be a lot of fun for you to come in and celebrate with Frank Brzee. 60 years hosting the Golden Days of Radio. All right. I think it's time. Here we go, folks. The monthly show for RHAC and their website. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for OTR from the Rockies. From the foot of the Rockies in Denver, Colorado, here's a program capturing the drama and fun of the Golden Days of Broadcasting. Old time radio from the Rockies. Hello, this is Fred Hobbs. I'm speaking to you from the radio studios of RHAC, the Radio Historical Association of Colorado. And we're here to bring you interviews, historical information, book reviews, events, and fun for all on old-time radio, especially related to the Rocky Mountain region because that's where we're located. One of the pleasures of being on this broadcast is to talk to some of the people who are not only experts in old-time radio, but enjoy it so much. And as you probably know, uh, as listeners, uh, there are several genres of old-time radio, and we've explored almost all of them. But one of the most enduring are those related to detective shows and crime shows. And I am not super... Okay, we'll play that a little later. we got some other shows to feature. Here's what's in this out to... Patricia, Fibber McGee and Molly. This will be from uh, November 23, 1948. And a good 
good year of Fibber McGee and Molly, so that's what we're going to hear next. The Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. You'll see something new in your kitchen when you start using Johnson's Glow Coat. You'll see linoleum that gleams with a higher polish, a brighter luster, that brings new zest and sparkle to the whole room. Because there's a new glow in this self-polishing floor wax. Glow Coat's got a glow that's brighter, far brighter than before. And you'll double your pleasure when you use it, because Johnson's Glow Coat shines itself. That's right, goes right ahead and produces its own brilliant luster without any help from you. Just pour a little glow coat on your linoleum, spread it out, let it dry. That's all you do to get a gleaming finish in 20 minutes. And that glow coat finish is more than beautiful to look at. It protects your linoleum against dirt and spill things. Easy to clean, too. A few seconds with a damp cloth is all it takes to whisk away soil spots. Tomorrow, get Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Enjoy a new glow in your kitchen, a finish that's brighter, far brighter than before. Your dealer has Glow Coat with the new glow in the same familiar red and yellow container. Well, with appetites at 79 Wistful Vista, what they are, and meat prices, what they are, any friend who drops in with three pheasants to be cooked for dinner rates a 21-gun salute, the good neighbor medal with bay leaf cluster, and the tender, loving regards of Fibber McGee and Molly. Thank you, Jordan and Mary and Jordan. Wonderful. That was uh, November 23rd, 1948. And we're going to pop in over to the Great Girls We Show. We're into the World of Warbin year. This could be November 22nd, 1950, everybody. Here on Yesterday, USA. The Kraft Foods Company presents Willard Waterman as the Great Gildersleeve. <laughs> the Great Gildersleeve is brought to you each week by the Kraft Foods Company. Kraft, you know, are the makers of the wonderful new Kraft pasteurized processed cheese and slices. Those perfect slices of extra mellow-tasting processed cheese that are formed, then wrapped and sealed for you right in the spick-and-span Kraft plant. You'll find them in your grocer's dairy case. Eight fine slices in every neat package. And those packages really are neat, and they hold eight delicious slices. Look for them when you shop tomorrow. Those neat square packages marked... Craft Deluxe Slices. Well, 
Gil, the great Gildersleeve, considers himself a very lucky man. He's head of the water department, head of a happy little family, and he's headed for home. You're right, George. It's always nice to get home on a cold winter evening. Yes, sir. After a big dinner, there's nothing like sitting by the fire with your little family. Yeah. Now those two snowbirds huddle together. Say, after dinner, I think I'll go over and sit by the fire with Catherine. No <laughs> <laughs> listen to those little birds cheat. Rock, Morton. Oh, that's Snowbird. Hello there. Uh-oh. Mrs. Thompson's sister. Well, I'm not going to get trapped by that siren's call this time. Come over here, you naughty boy, you. Oh, Vicky. Where have you been, Throckmorton? Me? Well, I haven't seen you since you and the family were over at my sister's for Sunday dinner, and that's been over a month ago. Well. I hoped you'd be giving little Vicky a ring. Yeah, I did. I phoned you the next evening, but you were out. Oh. Well, I must have been spending the evening at the library. Your library. <laughs> I knew who was taken out, and it wasn't a book. Why didn't you... Just add a little mustard, and you add a lot of tang. Craft prepared mustard. For a half hour of spine-tingling excitement, be sure to hear The Falcon next Sunday over the station. Check your newspaper for time of broadcast, and listen to The Falcon solve The Case of the Stooges' Errand. <laughs> Welcome to unconventional gentleman, Bachelor Marks on NBC. All right, everybody, that's the great ghost weave. And then that was from, let's see here, November 22nd, 1950. We're going to move into command performance. And then we're going to get to the couple next door. So here we are, command performance USA. This is happening from 1942 to 49, and here we go. USA, the greatest entertainers in America, as requested by you, the men and women of the United States Armed Forces throughout the world. Command Performance, presented this week and every week, till you're home from the hospitals and back from over there. Hi, gang, this is Tom Brenneman asking you in for another 30 minutes of fun and festivities all tied together under the banner of command performance. In answer to all your orders to Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles, USA. And to get us off to a delightful start, here's that eyeful and earful, that tuneful and cheerful, lovely Betty Rose.
CBS Radio brings you The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Come on, come on now, eat some breakfast. Won't do us any good if you get sick, too. Come on now, eat your eggs. Well, I just don't have any appetite. There's a coffee shop at the hospital. It's open all the time. I can always get something to eat there, you know, if I do get hungry. Okay, we did it. Well, we're going to go back to the automation system, everybody. Hope you enjoyed what we did tonight. And it is 1.23 in the morning here on the West Coast. Uh, Sunday morning, July 5th, year 2009. Boy, we're over halfway through the first year. My goodness gracious. Hope you're all doing well. And Lord willing, join me tomorrow night. No Jack Benny and Phil Harris for the summer. So we'll start off a Ray Bream interview. So, there we go. They've burst your pretty balloon and taken the moon away. It's time to wind up the masquerade. Just make your mind. The piper must be paid. The party's over. The candles flicker and dim. You danced and dreamed through the night. It seemed to be right. Just being with him. The party's over It's all
Sunday, everybody. It is July 5th, year 2009. Hope you're all doing well. And hope you're all having a wonderful 4th of July weekend here. And we're going to start off a new feature. Uh, Jack Benny and...